Welcome to Love Your Reports. I'm Paul Felix, your host, and this is episode 16. Today I want to do something a little bit different than I've been doing here since we got started. And I want to really just give you kind of a LeapFrog BI update. So I'm going to tell you some of the latest things going on here at LeapFrog BI. And then I want to step you through a day in the life of one of the developers or myself here, just to give you an idea of, you know, how do we actually accomplish these things that we are doing every day? What processes do we have in place to kind of monitor our own performance? And then finally, I got a couple of things I want to say about future episodes as well. So hang around for that at the end. So let's jump in. Our little marketing team put out a newsletter last week. And I'm just going to kind of go through it to make a few announcements here. So first of all, I want to welcome three new clients, Cable Holdings, which is an insurance company in the Southeast, and then Amarillo National Bank, which is a regional bank in North Texas, and also Village Family Capital, which is in the West. They're a capital investment type company. So welcome to those three companies. Great to have you on board. Second thing I want to mention is our apprenticeship program. You know, if you've been following the news at all, you probably know that it is quite difficult to find people that have these tech skills and specifically the type of skills that we need here at LeapFrog BI, which is developers that have data warehousing and business intelligence type skills. So we started an apprenticeship program last year, 2021, and it went really well. Our first two apprentices made it through that program. Joel and Daniel are their names, and they're now consultants. So they're engaging, helping clients build their Reportopia. We started a second class this year in 2022, January, of three new apprentices, and the program is going really well. You know, we continue to really use that program to cultivate pretty much all the talent that we can find here and get them on these client projects to help our clients actually meet their goals. So we're really excited about the program. We're going to continue with it as aggressively as we can. And of course, if we do run across people that actually have the skills that we need, we're always open to bringing people in directly as well. But the apprenticeship program in particular, it's just a great program. I think it works out really good for the people that go through it. Because obviously you're getting skills, you're getting paid to learn these skills, which are very marketable. Uh, We hope that all of these apprentices stay with us forever. But at the end of the day, if that's not the case, then the apprentices end up having skills that they can go elsewhere with and probably be very successful. And then, of course, from our perspective at LeapFrog BI, it's just wonderful. You know, we're finding people that have the interest in what we do. They're going to put in the effort to actually learn the things that we need them to learn. And they're going to learn it the way that we want to have them learn it, right? They're going to learn exactly the things that we need them to know, which is no real replacement for that. Even if you do hire someone out of college or even someone that's really experienced, they're often going to have to be trained in our particular processes anyway, because it is a very specialized thing that we do. So the apprenticeship program is going great. Really happy with that and looking for great things to continue in the future there. And I'd also say that this podcast is doing really good. You know, we've seen quite a bit of listenership increase. Not that we're, you know, looking at millions of listeners out there, but I do appreciate the listeners that are tuning in. That's great to see that we're actually reaching a few folks. So thank you guys so much for listening. We do have two events that we're going to be at here in the next couple of months. So first of all, we're going to be at WSIA's InsureTech Conference That's March 20th to 23rd in New Orleans. So that's coming up pretty quick. I'll be there. 
and Nancy will be there with me. So if you happen to be going out to InsureTech, look us up. Drop me a note. I'd love to connect with you. Paul at loveyourreports.com is where you'll find me. Again, Twitter is at Paul B. Felix. Either one of those, you can reach out anytime. And then the second event that we have on the calendar right now is the Target Markets Mid-Year Event. I think it's called the Mid-Year Meeting, actually. And that's going to be in Boston, and it's in early May, May 2nd to 4th. So if you're going to be at either one of those events, please do reach out. We'd love to connect and, you know, just say hello and get to know one another. Okay, so that's kind of the news of the day here, or I guess of the month. That's our March newsletter that just went out. So if you're not on that newsletter, please do subscribe to that as well. You can just go over to leapfrogbi.com and you'll find a link over there to sign up for the newsletter. Next thing I want to do is, again, I just want to go through a day in the life here. I want to give you, the people listening, an idea of what we do all day. It can be kind of a mystery. You know, I know we talk about value propositions and building solutions that are specific for a particular business process and such, but what does that actually look like? Because at the end of the day, it's often about the blocking and tackling type things that we have to get done. So I'm going to just use my own calendar here as an example, but all of us at LeapFrog BI really run our day on a few tools. And of course, you can probably imagine that reports are a big part of it. So the first thing that I do in the morning, I'm on central time. We don't actually have anybody on eastern time. So uh, central folks are the ones that get up the earliest. I happen to get up pretty early in the day. So I am the person that begins doing our monitoring. And our monitoring process is, I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but our monitoring process is what monitors all of our client production processes every day of the year. And this is very important. We have to make sure that processes are actually succeeding at the cadence that they're supposed to. Most processes are daily, but some are multi-times a day. There's weekly processes, there's monthly and all sorts of different intervals. But every day, that's the first thing that I do is monitor these processes. Now, as people are coming in, especially when the West Coast folks start coming on to work, then they'll begin monitoring the clients that they're directly responsible for as well. So if there's any issues there with monitoring, that's always going to be the first thing that we take care of. Any production processes that fail or have errors, those things become top priority. We begin shifting things around if we have to actually deal with the production failure. All right. So the next thing that I'll usually do is start doing my follow-ups. You know, each day we're talking to clients from the prior day or even the prior week. We may have requested something from somebody or we may have asked somebody something, you know, whatever it is, we have to keep track of those requests and make sure that we follow up if we didn't actually get what we needed. So that's the next thing I'll generally do is I'll go through whatever follow-ups I need to do and just get that knocked out early in the morning. So I'm looking at my last Wednesday now. So this is March 2nd. And in that particular day, I began working on one of our new client solutions, Village Family Capital. So this was kind of a working session where I'm just working by myself in this case. We had agreed to do a few things for this client, one of which was system of record research, not from the schema perspective, but more from a functionality perspective. In this case, we're used, trying to use direct system of record reporting using exports that come out of QuickBooks, desktop, and online. And we want to make sure there's not going to be any problems in that process. So Audrey, our practice manager, took QuickBooks desktop. I took QuickBooks online. And we just both tested these processes out 
so that we could identify any problems that might come into play down the road once we start to build the system in total. In that case, I did find a kind of a peculiar problem. When QuickBooks Online generates Excel files as an export, which is what we're trying to use as our data source, they actually don't calculate that Excel file. So if you're familiar with Excel files, you know, they have formulas and then there's values. And the formulas and values are actually stored separately in the archive that is an XLSX. An XLSX is just an archive file. You can change it to a zip and actually see the contents. Well, I didn't realize that this was the case until I started looking into this, but this is exactly why we do this type of preliminary testing. You know, as soon as I started bringing in those Excel files, I could see all the values are actually zero when they're sucked into Power BI, which is the front end tool we're using. But when I look at the Excel file, there's actually values there. So after a little bit of digging, we kind of figured that out. And, you know, that becomes a topic of conversation with the client. We're past that now, but that's what that first working session was about. So then I moved on to another client. In this case, it would be Paragon, which is an insurance company, managed general agent, MGA. And we're working on a web service, which one of their partners uses to collect coverage verification. So, you know, in insurance, if someone tries to file a claim or if they need to file a claim, well, someone's got to answer the phone and actually make sure that person that calls has coverage so they can begin the claim process. So this web service that we built is just something that that coverage verification company, Sedgwick, is able to actually interactively collect data from and do this coverage verification kind of in real time. So the call here was to discuss some issues that they're having with the service, you know, investigate those issues. We're also spinning up new versions of the service. So just working on that project as a whole is what we were trying to do in this meeting. The next thing that we're doing on Wednesday, or next thing I was doing on Wednesday, is meeting with CompuLink, which is a company that offers an EHR health record system that one of our clients uses. And me and Amer, which is the direct consultant that's managing the client in this case, met with CompuLink because we're having some connectivity issues. So we needed to work through the issues that we're having there and figure out, you know, what is the root cause and how do we prevent these issues from happening in the future? CompuLink is great. You know, they come to the table. They're ready to help figure these things out. So it's kind of a process. You know, all of these things that we have to overcome when we're building these Reportopia solutions are real. We don't let any of them block us forever, but we do hit obstacles along the way and we deal with those obstacles as they come. And this is just one of those things. Okay, the next session that I had on Wednesday was a peer review. So me and Daniel were actually working on a client together. Daniel's one of our consultants here, and he did some work, and I needed to do the review to make sure that it's meeting the need. And also, we turned that into a little bit of a planning session for our next working session with the client. So that peer review session, those are usually pretty quick, half an hour or so, but they're really, really important. That's a time when the seniors and the junior consultants get to work together, you know, and really try to improve, basically. What went well? What didn't go well? You know, why did something not work out the way we want it? Why did this take longer? Or why did this actually get done quicker than we expected? You know, all of those things. If there's any things that someone can't figure out, maybe we need to bring in additional resources to help with it. We address all of those things in these peer review sessions. So they're really important to us. Then in the middle of the day on Wednesdays, we have once a week, the senior consultants all meet to just do our internal process review. And, you know, we're not really a young company anymore. We've been around for a little while, but we're still a pretty small company. 
you know, and we're still trying to find ways. I guess we're always trying to find ways to improve our processes. Everything from how we track the tasks that we need to do for our clients, what phase of development things are in, how are we determining demand and capacity? I've talked about that in the past in a prior podcast. And that's going really well, by the way. Being able to track our demand and the capacity we have to meet that demand is really, really nice. We're not perfect yet. We still got a long ways to go, frankly, but we're on that road. You know, we're on the road to Reportopia when it comes to understanding our internal capacity and the demand on that capacity. So this internal meeting, we actually allocate an hour and a half every Wednesday in the middle of the day, and we focus simply on our internal processes. How do we improve? You know, it may not be terribly insightful for what we're doing for our clients, but it's very impactful. This is really where the leadership here at Leaf for All BI tries to figure out how we can do our job better, frankly. You know, how we can help the juniors be more effective. Is the apprenticeship program going well? Everything about the company, we discuss those items and then implement whatever changes we think we want to implement. Next up was a working session, just to do a short little ad hoc report request for one of our clients, Platinum Dermatology, which is a healthcare practice here in the South. So we got that out. It's just a quick little ad hoc report, like I said. Then I had a status meeting. That's actually with the same company I mentioned earlier, Paragon. Again, this is an MGA. They're pretty big MGA. And we meet with them three times a week because it's very active. We're doing a lot of things for them. We're constantly building out their data warehouse. We're pulling in quite a few different data sources. There's a lot of feeds going out. So it's something that we really need to stay on top of. So we meet with them three times a week. And then the last part of the day was a working session with one of our new clients again, Amarillo. So again, Daniel and I are kind of tag teaming this one. And it's a little bit of a unique case because we are kind of co-developing with the client. Our client wants to have the knowledge, right? We totally understand that. They want to be able to manage this thing once we get it up and running. They want to understand how this thing functions, right? They just want to be very involved in the process, which is fine. Other clients could care less about what we're building. (laughs) At the end of the day, most of our clients hand all of that off to us. We build everything and host everything typically and just deliver the end result. But our clients span the whole gamut here. Some clients are, like I mentioned, that are completely hands-off. Some are very hands-on. And some are even, like in this case, we're sort of co-developing. We're happy to meet any of those situations. So that was the final working session there of the day. It's kind of a long one. And it's actually just, again, sitting down and building out this initial little data warehouse. And then finally, after that last working session, we had a back office call. Amy and I have a weekly meeting once a week where we deal with all the back office stuff from, you know, finance and marketing and anything else that has to be dealt with. We deal with that once a week. And then before I leave for the day, I always do my end of day follow ups or any end of day tasks that I might have. And that's just kind of how I arrange my calendar. I'll put any little quick follow ups I need to remind myself of at the beginning of the day. And I'll put any follow-ups I need to do at the end of the day, at the end of the day, of course. And I'm usually scheduling those things out at least a week or so, maybe two weeks into the future. So I know every day when I go into the office, I know exactly what I need to accomplish. It's really a good feeling, frankly, when you've got so many things going on to know, look, here's the commitments that I made today. This is what I'm going to do. This is how much time I have to do each thing. And that's it. If I follow my calendar, I know I'm going to be in good shape. If something interrupts the calendar, then 
no problem. If a client has a particular need, like I mentioned earlier, like a production failure, or maybe they just have an emergency need, we're going to meet that need. Some of our things on our calendar are able to be shifted around pretty easily without impacting any other clients. And we'll do that to make sure that we deliver on whatever our clients need on a daily basis. Okay, that's pretty much it. You know, we rinse and repeat every day, starting the day off with follow-ups and doing monitoring, going through working sessions and status meetings and just taking care of business, whatever needs to be done, making sure our clients are taken care of. At the end of the day, we finish up with any end-of-day task or follow-ups, and then we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I would say probably one of the most important things that we do here at LeapFrog BI, though, is how we use Microsoft Planner. We use it like a Kanban board where every single task that we sign up to do, every feature that our client requests goes into a backlog. And we track them individually in detail so that we're moving them from the backlog through requirements, through development. Ultimately, we deliver the feature. And the other thing we do, and I mentioned this demanding capacity thing, is we actually track those cards that we need to be taking action on, such as the ones that are in development, And we make sure that those cards are actually referenced from our time blocks on our calendar. This has been a tremendous help to all of us here. You know, it really helps us see how much demand has been placed on us on a daily basis. And that helps us, frankly, throttle things. We're fortunate enough to have plenty of demand for our services. So really the challenge is... How do we get people trained as fast as we can so that we can have quality trained people helping even more clients? But really, it's about throttling how quickly we're going to bring clients on. So having that demand and capacity type of a view of things for us in the business that we're in is really, really important for making decisions on pretty much an everyday basis. Okay, I want to make just one more quick announcement here. I've been thinking about setting up some interviews. I mentioned this early on. As one of the things that I want to do here on this podcast. And last week, a friend of mine actually that was listening to this podcast actually volunteered to do an interview. So Seth, if you're actually out there listening, I am going to take you up on that offer. It's something that I really would like to do. I think there's a lot of really smart people out there that are involved in all sorts of things that the audience of this podcast would really appreciate hearing about. So I'm going to make it a point to actually make that happen. I've got a couple little technical things I got to figure out because obviously we're not going to always be in the same place and you got to have some type of quality audio recording mechanism going on. But anyway, people have figured that out before. I'll figure it out as well. And we're going to get a couple of interviews going here in the pretty near future. So look for that. Okay, that's it for today, folks. I really appreciate everyone listening in. Next week, I've got some plans for a pretty good podcast. So do return next Tuesday and each and every Tuesday to tune in. If you happen to have any comments or feedback for me, or if you just want to reach out and say hello, you can find me, Paul, at loveyourreports.com is my email address. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Paul B. Felix is my handle. So thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday.